0: hey everyone welcome to our podcast anime bananas where we will be talking about anime and manga as the name suggests and we will also be talking about bananas we'll be talking about Swift and and religion and faith and we will be also talking about politics within and outside the walls of shiganshina because anime is art and art is everywhere or something more pretentious alongside the lines i guess but yeah we will for sure be talking about TV shows that have touched our lives. Only occasionally though. Yeah, that's not going to be pretentious at all. But yeah, we will also be talking about some cartoons that Again, are really meaningful to us. So thank you for joining in. I hope you guys stick to the end of the episode. We are so grateful that you're here. Like, we are generally so grateful. So let's just make this episode a good one. Thanks. Welcome to the very first episode of Baname Bananas. Thank you, thank you so much for being here. We are so grateful that you're here. In the very first episode, we are going to be talking about our favourite animes of all time and we are also going to be talking about anime that have got me into anime and influenced my life. So yeah, I grew up in India during the 2000s and Cartoon Network was a huge thing. So apart from Pokemon, there were two anime really popular in India because obviously Pokemon is popular everywhere in the world and I love Pokemon as well. We all love Pokemon. But yeah, apart from Pokemon Beyblade, Beyblade was fucking huge and so was Digimon. We had, like, rip-off Beyblade merged flying around our local town in local towns in India. Like, imagine that. India is fucking huge and some small local town in some small city in India, we are fucking, get- we are fucking getting Beyblade rip-offs. Like, that was- that's how big Beyblade was. Like, it was huge. So yeah, that's how my love for anime really began, and I absolutely loved Digimon Adventure. Try like, I don't know, like I was at the edge of my seat every day whenever I came to my came from my school. Those were the three things that I looked forward to the most. I'd come to I'd come home from school around four four thirty in the afternoon, and then I'd watch Pokemon, and then I would like watch Digimon, and then I would watch Beyblade, and I was absolutely hooked. Like, I was hooked, dude. Like, those three anime had a lasting impact on me that would, like, go on to live in my memory long after, you know, like, Cartoon Network was, like, broadcasting Augie and the Cockroaches instead of, like, Beyblade. And because of Beyblade, Digimon, and, like, all this stuff, I actually developed a fascination for Japanese cartoon and Japanese animation. And, obviously, when you're a fucking kid, you're gonna jump at any chance to watch a cartoon. Obviously, I did as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched most stuff like any kid would. I watched Jack Bell, I watched Bakugan, I watched Dinosaur King, and I watched Eat and Jump and I watched Hero Man and I watched Inazuma Eleven and all sorts of stuff when I was like by the time I was like ten and twelve and I had really like developed a liking to like, you know, uh, shown in and battle shown in or like sports shown in anime. And I was, like, really, really into this stuff right now. And I was also, like, watching stuff like Doraemon and Sinshan and Kitritsu and all kinds of, like, family, Jap- family or, like, um, Japanese anime that were meant for kids because I was a fucking kid as well anyway. And, like, if you have to know one thing, then, like, Doraemon and Sinshan, like, these two are, like, okay, so it's Doraemon, but, like, it is pronounced Doraemon in India, and these two are, like, some of the like these two are probably the two biggest cartoon shows in india every kid knows Doraemon, and every kid knows sinchan and yeah so obviously growing up into india like i've loved Doraemon as well and i love sinchan so really like i loved a bunch of cartoons and i loved a bunch of animes and whenever i got some free time i would like google about them i'd like when I got internet, like, you know, enough internet, I started watching their clips on YouTube. And I would, like... If a certain anime had been discontinued, I would, like, look up to see, like, why, got, why it got discontinued in Cartoon Network India or something. And I'd find more shit about it. And then, you know, like... And by that time, we actually had, like, a decent internet. So I had access to YouTube. And then I would, like, watch certain clips of the animes that I used to watch, like, Pokemon on Beyblade and Digimon and all that sort of stuff. And naturally, like, YouTube started recommending me more anime-related stuff and not just, like, Beyblade and Digimon. This time, I got, like, stuff like Naruto and Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood and Death Note and all sort of stuff. And by that time, I was, like, 14. So, I just really got, like, sucked into, like, another world from, like, Pokemon and Beyblade. And then I got sucked into, like, the world of, like, Death Note and all that serious stuff right from there. And, yeah, that's when I, like, watched Death Note and fuck me fuck me i mean i suppose like gateways anime have changed over the years like i watched death note when i was like 14 and that's like 2014 and now it's 2023 if you think about gateway anime you think stuff like demon slayer or Jujutsu kaisen or something more along the lines of like my academia and depending on like what the person likes but back then like you know um, there were certain animes that were really like a gateway anime for the people who had like who are, have a curiosity to watch an anime, but like haven't really watched something like proper that isn't like Beyblade or, you know, all sorts of stuff that was like, you know, like Cartoon Network, like some serious stuff. So that's when I watched Death Note. And yeah, so Death Note, Death Note is a gateway anime. I would still say it's a pretty darn good gateway anime because it was so fucking good like I remember like okay there are people who have watched the entire thing on like two or three days but actually I like to take my time and I must have watched it in a week or slightly less than a week but yeah I watched that I was absolutely hooked throughout the show it just fucking blew my mind So, yeah, I love BBC Sherlock. Like, by that time, like, BBC Sherlock was in one of my favorite shows. But even then, like, when I finished Death Note, I was like, Oh my God, this is probably one of the best shit I have ever watched. And I had such an insane curiosity of, like, what the fuck should I watch next? watch next like what the fuck is gonna live up to this and obviously when you when you are feeling something like that you just like google stuff like something similar to death note the best anime of all time you'd see death note in every list so you'd want to watch something that is like equal to death note or you know like oh the people think is like equal to death note so obviously i watched full bit alchemist brotherhood and yeah that was quite fucking beautiful i love the action And I love the characters, and I love the humor. I mean, I was every bit involved in that series. I was fully invested emotionally and mentally in that show. Like... I'm pretty sure, like, I started crying, like, so... I started crying plenty, like, by the time I was, like, halfway through the series. And it is a pretty emotional series. It's also a philosophical series, but I didn't fucking care about the philosophical part when I was fucking 16. I was more about the first Dilp I ever fell in love with, aka Roy Mustang. Like, I was, like, fucking in awe of him. Like, I was obsessed with him. I fucking hoped that, you know, like, he would survive. And I'm not gonna fucking spoil. If you haven't seen Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, if you haven't, I mean, how have you not? But I also understand how have you not because at this point it has really become one of the shows that everybody wants you to watch. So you know you kind of end up just not watching it. But still, like you should fucking watch Full Metal Alchemist. It's it's a must see. But yeah, I watched Full Metal Alchemist, absolutely fell in love with that, and then I watched Attack on Titan. Yeah, we're gonna get into Attack on Titan later because that's gonna fucking require a whole lot of mental energy and... Yeah, but yeah, Attack on Titan just took me into like another dimension. Like, so when I watched Attack on Titan, only season 1 had come out and even that for a 16-year-old kid, like, that was something out of this world. I mean... Leave the milps and delts out of this conversation. Just the simple gore, the action, the suspense, and you know, the fucking reveals, and you know, the jaw-dropping shit, like shock and awe, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that was fucking more than enough for me. So, yeah, and you just add the fact that there's Mikasa and Levi who are just fucking like slashing shit, and they are like fucking equivalents of gods, they're, wow, like it was just too much. I mean, obviously, Wit Studio had also done a fucking phenomenal job. So, that was the first time I had actually, yeah, I was actually blown away. I mean, fuck me, that was, that was truly something remarkable. Like, even till this date, uh, watching Attack on Titan for the first time ever is, like, one of my favorite of the best anime experiences of all time. So, yeah, Tiger Titan. The Tiger and is just something remarkable altogether. And then in between that, I also watched some decent animes that were not that remarkable, but I still enjoyed them to an extent. I enjoyed Tokyo Ghoul and I enjoyed Sword Art Online. Well, not so much because I fucking ended up dropping it. And yeah, obviously, this was also the time, you know, My Hero Academia has just come out and I am a fucking big superhero nerd like growing up i was a big 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 spider-man fan and i was also a huge dc fan i loved superman i loved batman and i loved the flash so when i saw that there is an actual anime about superheroes i watched it as soon as i could and honestly that was the height of like my superhero like geekiness and you know that was the most i have ever been with like superhero stuff because captain america civil war had just come out batman was a superman had just come out and uh yeah so i was just really into superheroes and i was just enjoying the superhero stuff so i watched my hero academia and yeah fuck me i was i was completely invested into the show like wow i just fell in love with the show i fell in love with deku i felt for him and i just enjoyed like His relationship with All Might and the action was pretty fucking cool. Like, I mean, I still remember the first All Might vs. Nomu fight, which was fucking remarkable. So, yeah, I just, yeah, My Hero Academia has, like, given me some really, really great memories and I am going to be grateful for that. And by that time, I really, really became an anime fan. Like, I was slowly watching more anime and then by the time the pandemic hit and, you know... I was like in the first or second year of my college. I was really a full-fledged anime fan. I was watching more anime than ever and I even started a blog on it. Yeah, which is still going on and I'm still watching anime and I'm still loving watching it. So yeah, it's been quite the journey and now we are on the first episode of this podcast. So now I'm going to be talking about some of my favorite anime and I hope you list down your favorite anime in the comment section below. I'd love to hear what are your favorite anime because you know, We anime fans are like a bunch of expressive and you know like emotion people who like to you know talk about our favorite anime and also you know the animes that we don't like and you know what we feel about it so yeah you know what I'm talking about. So Attack on Titan is always going to be one of my favorite anime of all time. I don't care if it's a normie opinion or I don't care if you know the ending was bad or whatever. I personally actually think the ending you know fits the tone and theme of the series and what was actually you know happening during the last few chapters i don't actually know what the ending is in detail but i know bits and pieces about it and i think the anime is going to be doing ju- it just is. and why the fuck am i talking about the ending already like I feel, wow i got defensive really fast but anyway i think that and i think it's such a beautiful and tragic and action-packed story with you know so many layers and so many nuances and complexities i mean It's a morally grey show which talks about racism, which talks about humanity, which talks about how cruel humanity are, but also talks about sometimes how beautiful humans can be. I mean, it's just so fucking complex, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is about cycle of hatred, and, and yeah, it is also about, you know, like, your own individuality. It's all about love, and it's about camaraderie, and just so many fucking things, and I mean, yeah, how can you not love, like... Every single one of the characters in the show, like, who can you hate? I mean, you can hate the uh, King Fritz, the, uh, the original King, I think. Uh, was it Fritz? I don't fucking remember. But yeah, uh, who the fuck can you really hate in this show? Like, everybody's carrying shitloads of generational trauma and they're trying to figure that out and they're also trying to do the best, you know, they can and the best they believe they are doing. Like, yeah, I mean, everybody's taught different things and. Like, I mean, one of the most fundamental things about humanity is that, you know, we are all taught different things. We have different beliefs ourselves, but we are also taught different things. So, you know, and life is about, you know, like figuring out ourselves and, you know, figuring out what we want to believe in. You know, we are verifying things that we have been taught and we are like, you know, thinking about like how much value it can hold in our lives as it is now. And, you know, yeah, yeah what should those beliefs mean to you? Like, it's just part of like, you know, like growing and growing as an individual and it's a fucking long journey. So like learning about so many perspectives, being open to the world and it's just such a blend of ideas and, you know, it just represents those ideas and it depicts those things in such a, you know, beautiful and also like, you know, tragic and ironic way at times Attack on Titan is just a fucking masterpiece like I could never stress this enough and I could never talk about it enough I'm sure there have been shows which have done done the same thing I have seen shows that have done the same thing to a great extent but yeah Attack on Titan with all that it has and with all that you know it gives it's one of the best shows that I have ever watched so another show that I really love You know, I'm gonna go with a bit lighter note this time. It's Fruits Basket. It's a really cute show. It's a shoujo show. It's a romantic show. It's a friendly show. It's a heartwarming show about generational trauma. I mean, Fruits Basket starts in a really cute and bizarre way. So you'll never see it coming. Like what's going to fucking hit you. Like once you go down like 13 to 14 episodes. And once you fully go into the season, it's just a cesspool of tears. I mean, I can't fucking remember how many times I've cried into the show. But yeah, it's something that starts off like as a cute, romantic show. Like it has cute boys in it. It has cute girls in it. And you'd actually think there would be some sort of love triangle in the show. Although there isn't one, at least between the main characters. But yeah, it's fucking emotional. It's relatable. It's about the things that we all struggle with. It's quite timeless. Yeah, it's generally timeless and... Yeah, there's just so many aspects of this show that I love. It's feminine, it's masculine, and yeah, it's quite raw. And it deals with generational trauma and childhood trauma. And essentially, it's just a beautiful and occasionally, and a lot of the times, quite actually heartbreaking, but beautiful story of healing. And yes, Natsuki Sensei has done a perfect job at writing this series. I mean, yeah, it's practically perfect. Like, every single character in this series gets their time to shine. Every single character will make you feel for them. And you will be invested in this story throughout the series. And not just the story of the core three. But yeah, this is... Th- this Fruits Basket is generally just an experience. And there's so much that happens throughout the series. Like, yeah, I think like Fruits Basket... Definitely made me into a better, like, more emotionally healthier person. So, yeah, it's a fucking fucking amazing series and everybody should go read it or watch it because, yeah, definitely most highly recommend it. So, yeah, the next anime that I'm going to be talking about and is, uh, yeah, this is one of my favorite series. I mean, Villain Saga was pretty fucking awesome just when it, like, it finished it season one. And I thought, like, you know, it was the most perfect prologue any TV series or any anime could ever have. Like, that was, you know, phenomenal. I didn't know how they would top it off, but I had heard from the manga fans that they were going to top it off. And they did. Season 2 just finished airing, like, a month ago. And fuck me, that was a profound life-changing experience. Seeing the journey of Thorfinn's character who was nothing but an empty shell for revenge during season 1 and during season 2, at the start of season 2, he was nothing. Like he had absolutely nothing left in the tank. And to see him become the person, become the warrior that Thor's always talked about, that was so fucking rewarding. Like he truly understood the meanings of the words that Thor left him. No one has any enemies. It is true, a human being doesn't need to hurt another human being. And to slowly see Thorfinn understand the meaning of these words left by Thor's was truly enchanting and was truly rewarding. The show also had a great set of diverse and nuanced supporting characters such as Olmar, Kettle, Snake, Einar and Anide and seemed to have depicted how its horrifying life was back in the time of war, back in the times of Vikings. It just showed how little there was to live for. If you were a woman, you have to get married. But, you know, if your town is raided and then you get sold off or, you know, whatever else, you get fucking killed or something. If you're a man who doesn't like to go to war, then, you know, there's not much to do for you. If you're not of value, then, you know, your life is as of, you know, a slave. I mean, there was really nothing to live for. It was such a hard time back then. It really makes you grateful for how far we have come. And there's just millions of other small things come. I mean, MAPA have done a phenomenal job with the animation and with the production aspect of the show. The show had such a beautiful and fitting opening and ending theme song. And every single aspect of Villain Saga Season 2 and Villain Saga Season 1 makes it a perfect story, a perfect two-season story, which is actually not over yet, which is actually not even close to concluding. But Wow what a fucking character arc this has been a fucking amazing ride yeah so we so we are going to be talking about villain saga in detail and quite a bit of a detail in another episode in the future but for now we are just going to you know cover some other anime that i really love and you know i would like absolute favorite of mine and that i absolutely completely recommend so yeah i mean there's another shoujo anime that i absolutely adore and that's nana i mean nana is fucking beautiful it's fucking sad it's utterly realistic i mean the fact that nana is so realistic is the best aspect about this show i mean sure the concept isn't anything extraordinary you know it's about this girl who wants to make it into the music world and it's this other girl who is her best friend and has her own dreams and aspirations and you know about how she wants her life to be but what really makes the show special is the characters and its incredible character development the way the characters evolve and their relationships and their personalities evolve that's one of the key aspects of what i really love about nana the things we watch them go through seem very real like like the mistakes those characters make are the mistakes that you might make or probably would have made in the same situation as the characters no one is perfect and no one is fucking, you know, flawed, like, to the brim. It's just how it is. Like, we all have things that we struggle with. We all make the wrong choice sometimes. We all sometimes don't, sh- don't share the truth. We are insecure. We are emotional. We are rational, but we let our irrational and reckless thoughts win sometimes. And we say things we don't mean, we hurt people, we don't want to hurt. And that's just what Nana is all about. I mean, there's so much stuff. Yeah, so Nana is practically about being an adult. And the writing, the writing is fucking phenomenal. The music is fucking phenomenal. The pacing of this show is very great. Uh, Like, I was binging a slice of life anime and I never at one point felt like, you know, I should stop. I don't know, okay, this is too much. I mean, it felt too much because of the source material, but not because, you know, it slowed down a bit or, you know, the pacing was off or anything. The show is perfectly paced. And yeah, it's just utterly bingeable. It's just utterly watchable. It's really good. The only downfall is the fact that the anime is only 47 episodes long and leaves you in a fucking cliffhanger. And you can go read the manga, but the manga is going to be leaving you in a cliffhanger as well. Because the manga is not completed, and nor is the anime, and it might never get completed. But regardless of that, the show is fucking great. And you should watch it because it's, yeah, it's definitely a very realistic depiction of adulthood. And it's also a really enjoyable and also really engrossing and, you know, thoughtful and thought-provoking show. So Nana, definitely one of the best shojo animes of all time and definitely one of the best shows that I have ever seen. I also absolutely love Haikyuu like sure it is about sports but you know Haikyuu is more of a metaphor for life than it is about sports I mean it made me fall in love with volleyball I was not a fan of volleyball and when I was actually starting to watch the show I was thinking fuck me can I actually watch a show about volleyball like I can actually watch a sports anime I do love my football I do love my other sports but can I actually watch a show about volleyball turns out it actually ended up being one of my favorite anime ever so yeah, if you are skeptical or if you're still skeptical and haven't seen Haikyuu just because it's about volleyball or it's sports anime, don't think of it as like that. I mean, the real fucking superpower of Haikyuu is its characters and just how well written it is. It will make you love every single character in the show. It will give every single character in the show, in the anime, their time to shine. It doesn't matter if it's from, you know the other teams that you're supposed to be hating but you actually end up falling in love with or you know the players in the team that is you know we are following karasuno yeah you're gonna fucking love every single character every single character is gonna make you fall in love with them every single character is gonna make you smile and every single character is gonna make you root for them so it's gonna suck when you have to choose between them is such a beautiful story about passion it's such a beautiful story about friendships it's funny it has great animation. It's action-packed. I mean, yeah, it has so much things to love. Like, there are themes such as finding passion and love in something you're not good at. And there are themes such as not finding enough joy in something you're good at and you're supposed to be good at and, you know, you're passionate about. So, yeah, there's just so many really, really good themes in Haiku. And, yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's definitely a must-watch. The last anime that I'm going to be talking about today is going to be Code Geass. I mean, I absolutely love the anime. I mean, sure, there's an entire episode dedicated to chasing a cat during a pizza party or something. And yeah, there's a small bit of filler. But once the show is really set in screw, it is good. And it doesn't fucking, you know, puts its legs out of the gas. Puts its feet off the gas. What the fuck did I say? But yeah, really good. I mean, it's fucking high octane action, you know, cat and mouse game. And there's several fucking, you know, like universal themes and all that sort of stuff. It's a fucking great mystery show. It's a fucking great mecha. And it has such a great main character in the form of Lelouch. But what's really special about it is the fact that, you know, it has one of the best endings I have ever seen from a TV show. Like, sure. The entire show is, you know, great. But <laughs> the ending just makes it so fucking better than how good it already was. It's emotional. It's thoughtful. It's act- It actually makes sense and actually pays off the character's arc and everything we have seen from it in a perfect way. So it's just a fucking great ending. It's a fucking perfect ending. And that just, you know, makes the show worth watching. So yeah, if you haven't seen Code Geass, you should really fucking watch it. And yeah, that's that. We're done talking about my favorite shows. And that was the very first episode of TV Phantom Longs official podcast, Anime Bananas. Hope you guys had fun on this introductory episode of this podcast. We are very thankful that you joined us and we are very thankful that you stick till the end of the episode. And yeah... We're going to be talking more about seasonal animes and animes that were airing this year in the next episode. And we're also going to be talking about exclusive news and and latest from, you know, the world of anime and manga. So, yeah. Thank you for sticking by this introductory episode. We hope to see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you so much.